welcome to the Holy Week podcast for Vineyard Church. You can catch new episodes here every day this week, April 10th through the 16th. Now, here's Aaron and Lindsay. Welcome to our Holy Week podcast. This is Lindsay and I'm with Aaron. Hey guys. And it's Monday Thursday, which for uh, most of the time I knew it was a thing I called Monday Thursday. I think I did too. I think maybe people call it that. I think so too, but technically it's Maundy, okay. which doesn't doesn't quite have the flow as Monday Thursday does. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Maundy is uh, it's taken from a Latin the Latin word uh, its root word means mandate or command, and essentially mm. uh, goes back to our scripture for today, which our scripture for today is John thirteen one through seventeen, um, and it goes from verse thirty four where uh, Jesus he's in the upper room with his disciples. And he gives them a new commandment where he says, uh, uh, I want you to love one another the way that I've loved you. Mm -hmm. And then he does some really, really, I don't know, stark and important things Mm -hmm. in uh, serving. It's the first communion. He Mm -hmm. sets the table. He washes their feet. It's this like his, this, I don't know, brilliant moment of his love. And he's saying, this is what I want you to do. Yes. And in in an observable and awkward way because he washes their feet yes so that the church has kind of followed in that tradition is historically a Monday Thursday service uh follows in the tradition of Jesus and the disciples in the upper room the last meal um and traditionally the two elements of a Monday Thursday see I get it mixed up Monday Thursday service (laughs) uh are communion and foot washing that uh you would go to the table together and you would have your feet washed together. Um, which, and we're okay with one of those things. Yeah, like, I I was thinking about that. Like, I love communion, and I would show up for a Maundy Thursday communion service, but, I mean... But not if they were doing a foot washing. Yeah, what do you think? Yeah, I think that's what almost everybody would do. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, so, I, I was raised in a church where it wasn't common... But from time to time, we would have ourselves a good old-fashioned foot washing, foot washing, because <laughs> it was f- around here. And um, it was one of those things that they never told us in advance, this week we're going to do a foot washing, because nobody would come. Nope. I, I would be sick that day, for <laughs> sure. Um, I remember, I, I mean, we would always, honestly, we would be nervous whenever this text was read. It was like, oh, he's coming out of John 13. Whoa. Is this one of those? <laughs> um, and usually it was. And uh, when they were starting to set it up, you know, sometimes people would start bringing the bowls out. And it's like, oh, no. And I remember sitting in church and looking at my, my friends and being like, all right, I, look, you and I, well, I'll wash yours, you'll wash mine. It's like, so there's an unspoken agreement. And then there's an understanding, which is very important is like, we will not make eye contact while this happens. We oh, wait, will so not. like everybody's getting their feet washed. Every single person, you you paired off. Oh, wow. Everybody got their foot wa- feet washed, and everybody washed somebody else's feet. We're going to do this as fast as possible. <laughs> yes, but it took forever. Oh. So, um, and so I would just pair off with one of my buddies, and we just, we knew. It's like, we're not going to talk about what happens. No comments are going to be made. We don't want to crack up laughing. It's super awkward. Just don't make eye contact. Let's get through it, you know. And then um, one of those times, uh, there was an odd number of 
My buddies and I was the one who didn't jump in quick enough and claim his partner. And when it came time, uh, there was this wonderful old saint of a woman who I didn't know could move more than one mile an hour. (laughs) And she like ran to me. I was caught. And um, she's, I'll never forget it, Lindsay. I was dreading it. And, you know, the, it's a little bit weird to wash somebody else's feet. It's a little weird. But the hard part is letting somebody wash your feet. Like mm-hmm. orders of magnitude more so. That's the hard part. And she, it was amazing. <laughs> she knelt. You can, you can squat or you can, you can even hit your knees but, but not be kneeling. She mm-hmm. knelt in a way that was... I, stood out to me to this day. She knelt before me. She washed my feet. And while she did, she wept and prayed in tongues the whole time. Mm. And then, and I was just, I was fixated. I was mesmerized. The Holy Spirit was all over her and mm-hmm. all over me, despite my attempts to avoid it. <laughs> and then she looked at, she looked when she was done, she looked up to me. Her eyes were red, red from the tears and still streaking down her face, and she said, I love you, and I'm so proud of you. And I was blown away. I was absolutely blown away that this this woman who had been faithfully serving in our church 50 years by that point would find some punk kid and wash his feet and pray over him the way that she did it. It was was mind-boggling. It was mind-boggling. Yeah, I think... Sometimes that's true that what seems like, and it, it, I mean, it was an uncomfortable practice, but mm-hmm. sometimes the most uncomfortable things is sort of what we were talking about yesterday, that mm-hmm. uh, darkness is place for light to come in and uncomfortable is place for hope to come in, I think. And so, yeah, I'm like, I think with that story, and then I read this week that, um, Pope Francis, so in the Catholic Church, uh, in a foot washing, in a Maundy Thursday service, uh, there would be 12 men, or actually I think now women get to two, which is amazing, and so you could have 12 people up on stage, and 12 people would have their feet washed by the priest, Um, and and usually that would be a place of honor, like, um, you know, 12 honorable people in the church, and they would stand on stage and have their feet washed by the priest in honor of the 12 disciples and allow the room to kind of put themselves in that moment. And I read that Pope Francis um, on Maundy Thursdays, uh, since he's become Pope, that he's kind of taken a different spin. And like one year he went to a juvenile detention center and washed the feet of wow. delinquent kids. He's he's done refugees and um, prisoners. And, and I feel like between your story and, and this idea uh, of Pope Francis using his, I mean, you know, nobility, for lack of a better mm-hmm. word, in order to um, sit at the feet of someone who never would imagine it, um, I don't know, it puts me in a different way into that room of, of well, allowing Jesus. One of the things that, from that experience and, and others, is you are struck by a profound sense of unworthiness. Yeah. Like this, why would a person kneel before me and wash my feet? And then that's what makes it, it is sort of perhaps that seems even more stark in its contrast when you hear about the Pope doing it, but then infinitely more stark when we 
we find about our Lord doing it. Yes. And I understand, because I've been on sort of the receiving end of that, I understand Peter's protest in this text where he was like, Lord, no way I'm going to let you do this. I'm just not going to let you do this. And yet what Jesus said is, if you don't let me do this, you can have no part with me. Mm-hmm. And the, the meaning there is very clear. We have to receive the service of our Lord to us. Um, or we miss, we can have no part with him because we only have salvation by way of the service of our Lord to us. And we're hopeless without it. Gosh, yeah. That, I'm, I'm with you. I think, you know, we give a lot of face time to what it looks like to serve Jesus, and we should. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the uncomfortable part is the flip side of what does it look like for us to allow Jesus to serve us? I think, uh, you know, I've said a lot that the, communion the eucharist is like my favorite part of every service it's my favorite part of wherever it is um but there is a piece of that that's uncomfortable because Mm -hmm. it's it's allowing um the body and blood of christ to serve me acknowledging the uh what it meant for jesus to die and what that means for me and so it feels very maundy thursday of us uh, to put ourselves in that uncomfortable place of, of what does it look like to receive the love of Jesus? Yeah, I, I think people have a much harder time um, accepting God's forgiveness than believing it. Gosh, yeah. And, wow. and that's what maybe this is part of what we can do today is say, I'm, I'm going to be still before the Lord. I'm going to recognize that he was humiliated in ways we can't even imagine. I mean, there the Bible d- describes much of it, um, but the spiritual weight, uh, which I can't even begin to conceive of, that was placed on his shoulders as he suffered in our place. He was humiliated, he was humbled, and he did it on our behalf. And it feels, it is right that we would mourn that that happened, but I'm reminded of what the author of Hebrews said, that he did it for the joy set before him, that he did not begrudgingly serve. Jesus did not wash his disciples' feet in spite of the fact that he was grossed out by it. You know, he was delighted to serve his disciples. He's delighted to serve us. And um, so I, I think there's a challenge in this. Let's receive the forgiveness of the Lord, that our feet would be washed, that his body was broken and his blood was poured out so that we might be redeemed. Yeah, I think you said exactly what I was thinking, that as um, appropriate as it is for us to mourn this, it is uh, just as appropriate for us to receive it. So I wonder what that looks like for you today. Uh, What does it look like for you to receive, uh, to be in the uncomfortable position of receiving from Jesus? Uh, I just want to pray and bless that. Almighty Father, whose dear Son, on the night before he suffered, instituted the sacrament of his body and blood, mercifully, that we might receive it thankfully in remembrance of Jesus Christ our Lord, who in these holy mysteries gives us a pledge of eternal life, and who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. Join us tomorrow for a new episode on our website at vineyardchurch.us or wherever you're listening to this podcast.